Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Welcome into Early Odds here on 670 The Score. Ryan Horvath filling in today for Joe Ostrowski. Joe actually with the next two Saturdays off, so I'll be with you guys for an hour today. We are going to talk here in about 20 minutes with Patrick Everson from Vegas Insider. With football season wrapped up, both college and the NFL, we'll take a look at what's next. We got the NBA playoffs, uh, still a few months away, but some changes to the market. Obviously, for the Phoenix Suns, who do acquire Kevin Durant at the trade deadline, they now have two of the best scorers in the NBA right now with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. They don't have to give up DeAndre Ayton. Chris Paul's still there. We'll talk about their title odds. Also, we have college basketball. We have the NCAA tournament right around the corner. We'll talk with Pat about the updated markets there. And we'll also look ahead to the Stanley Cup playoffs as well. Also, a lot of stuff going on right now in the Wisconsin area. Aaron Rodgers right now in a four-day darkness retreat or whatever's going on right there, but it doesn't look like he's going to be back in the NFC North. We'll talk about that market. We will talk about the Milwaukee Bucks, who have the second-best odds in the Eastern Conference next to only the Boston Celtics. Are they the team to beat in the East, or is it Boston? And we'll also talk about the Milwaukee Brewers in the NL Central. The Cubs make some moves this offseason. Still sitting there, though, plus 600 to win the NL Central. Still a long shot. And then you have the St. Louis Cardinals minus 115 to repeat as NL Central champions. Easily the best lineup. If they're able to stay healthy with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, they're probably most likely going to win that division. But the Brewers with the best staff, Freddie Peralta, you have a healthy Brandon Woodruff, and you have Corbin Burns, who just two years ago was the National League Cy Young. But uh, he's not too happy right now. And to talk about that and more, we welcome on now. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM, the fan out in Milwaukee. Corbin Burns, 
not too happy with the Milwaukee Brewers. They don't do a whole lot to improve that lineup this offseason unless they're banking on Christian Yelich to regain his MVP form from a couple of years ago. So what are they thinking here, pissing off Corbin Burns, the best thing they have going right now for that roster, Sparky? It's beyond stupid. Yeah. Dumb. Moronic. Idiotic. I mean, pick. Well, however you want to say this. Adam McKelvey, God bless him, uh, a beat writer for the Brewers, MLB.com, Brewers.com, uh, wrote a piece talking about how teams around baseball, not just the Brewers, teams around baseball, think that some of these numbers are artificially high, trying to move the number for baseball salaries in general for all these players. So they've all come to the understanding that now we're not going to let this happen. So, you know, we're going to kind of fight to keep these numbers down or whatever the case may be. So that's great. I mean, I'm happy that we're fighting so the Dodgers don't have to pay as much. I'm happy that we're fighting so the Yankees don't have to pay as much. I'm happy that we're fighting for the Pirates don't have to pay as much. With all due respect, I don't give a damn about any other baseball team in Major League Baseball outside the Milwaukee Brewers. This dude won a Cy Young. Cy Young. That does not happen in Milwaukee very often for those of you that are not Brewers fans. It just does not happen. Pete Bukovic, I think that was the last one. I mean, it does not happen. And we're going to sit here as uh, the Milwaukee Brewers and not give this dude six to 700,000 more dollars to keep him happy with two years left on his deal. Now, I, I know what you're thinking. Well, if the Brewers, they can't afford to keep that dude in two years. He's going to leave anyhow. True. Probably right. So if that's the case, then why not just make him happy for the remainder of his time in Milwaukee, and then he leaves. You can't afford six to 700000 or you don't want to offend every other team in Major League Baseball by giving this dude his money? Who is going to call up uh, Matt Arnold, the GM of the Brewers, and go, I can't believe you gave him another $600,000. You are killing the game of baseball. Do you we really think that's going to happen? Then you go to the arbitration process, and you have the guts? To tell this dude, hey man, kind of on you that we lost, that we lost last year, kind of on you. Why, why it didn't work out? I do not care how good or bad he pitched. He's the best pitcher you have, period. And you're arguing and throwing knives at him because you want to save that much money and you want to look good to your peers. It is pathetic. The whole process should be abolished. Not just because of this. In general, the Brewers just went through this with Josh Hader. You know Josh Hader, like the best reliever in baseball for the last five years. That guy, yeah, went through the same process. Beat him in arbitration, too. He also was pissed off and held it against the Brewers. And what did the Brewers do? Traded him last year, a year and a half prior to his contract being up. So as a Brewer fan, you know what we're all thinking right now? Corbin Burns, it's been real, buddy. All-star break. See you later. You're not going to be here probably. And if they're in it, then they'll probably keep them and trade them in the winter. But there's no way he's on this team next year. Yeah. And this is why I wanted to have you on because as a Cubs fan, I love what we're seeing, uh, you know, and plus 600. I don't think this is the year for them to win the NL central. It's most likely going to be the Cardinals, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know if the pitching is going to do what they were able to that rotation, especially. I don't, I don't know if they get that kind of season from Adam Wainwright, but with Corbin Burns, Led Major League Baseball last year in strikeouts. Still was 12 and 8, 294 ERA, 
just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So what, what's your opinion? What do you think about the other moves? Did they do any moves? What, what moves did they make this offseason to improve that lineup? I do like the rotation. You still have Brandon Woodruff, who he could win a Cy Young. You have Freddie Peralta. If he could stay healthy, always a solid option. Um, what are your just what are your thoughts on this team heading into the season? Again, plus 145 to win the NL Central. Is that a good bet or are you staying away from the Milwaukee Brewers this year? Uh, okay, so uh, overall, we'll start with what I think numbers-wise. Yeah, Probably somewhere around 85 wins would be my guess, right? They'll be over 500. Mm. If that is good enough to get a wild card, then maybe they get a wild card somewhere in that area. Could that number go higher? Yes. Based on what factors? Well, William Contreras is an upgrade offensively at catcher. They stole him in that trade that they got him involving uh, the athletics uh, and the Braves. So that is a huge upgrade at catcher. Defensively, not very good. Uh, but hopefully they can work with him and make him better. Outfield, you essentially moved Hunter Renfro in one deal and then got Jesse Winker in another deal. Jesse Winker, who, according to the articles I read, was like the angriest man in baseball last year. So you get him in return. Now, if Jesse Winker is all-star Jesse Winker of the Cincinnati Reds a couple of years ago, then you upgraded offensively over Hunter Renfro, even though Mr. Winker only wants to play DH. So fine, he's going to go be a DH. This team can get to 90, 95 wins maybe if, if those two guys play like all-stars and if Christian Yelich hits 30 home runs and starts to look like the Christian Yelich uh, of MVP years. Now, again, that appears to be a mirage because it's the only two years of his career he showed any power. So we'll see uh, if that actually occurs. The back end of this bullpen without Josh Hader has Devin Williams now closing. Haven't seen that really outside of the hater trait. They have no setup guy for him. I think there was some belief that Aaron Ashby, who was another guy in this mix, young up and coming guy who they extended and bought out some years of his arbitration process, that he was going to probably end up in the eighth inning in front of Devin Williams. Yeah, he's got shoulder problems. So he's going to be out a couple months. So not really sure if we get to the point of him being there. They picked up Wade Miley, formerly of the Cubs, formerly a brewer as well. So he's going to slot into the rotation behind Peralta. Plus, you'll have, uh, who am I missing here? Um, Eric Lauer. So those five guys in the rotation, Hauser, who's been in the rotation, Adrian Hauser, will now probably be the long man in the bullpen. So after that, there's a bunch of question marks. You don't know what the rest of these guys in this bullpen are going to do. There's really no solid locks of, okay, I know this guy, I know that guy, I know this guy. But the Brewers, over the course of time, have been very good at putting together pretty good bullpens with guys that a lot of people don't know, but it ends up working out for them at the end. So I'd say 85 if you get Contreras, Winker, and Yelich to play at high levels, they might get 90, 95 wins and win this division. I think it's possible. Uh, but again, health and those three guys got to hit because to me, we could talk about stats and all this other stuff. That offense last year, as much as you want to use numbers to say it was better than it was, having watched pretty much every game, it needed an upgrade. Did it get enough of an upgrade? I mean, third base is still got nobody at third base, more than likely. Uh, Urias is going to play second or third. He was the third baseman last year. Uh, and then Willie Adamas at shortstop. His deal's up in two years. Bet you they don't sign him. First base is Rowdy Tellez. Brian Woodruff is up in two years, too. The other starting pitcher. Bet you they don't sign him either. So legitimately, you have like a two-year window to figure this out. And in the process, you're already pissed off the best of the three guys that you're trying to figure out how to do this. And then how about this? How about the fact that originally Burns said in his interview at spring training uh, on Thursday, when he got to camp after losing the arbitration case, that they apparently had offered him a two-year deal, right? right. But, but, you know, whatever, whatever. Adam McKelvey follows up with a source. 
guessing somebody within the Brewers who said, no, that's not true. We never offered him a two-year deal. It was a club option or a player option for 2024 or whatever the case may be. So they never even got to the point of offering this dude an extension of any sort. If you're an old school Brewers fan, you remember Prince Fielder, hey, $20 million a year. Uh, CeCe Zabavia, $20 million a year, $100 million. They knew damn right these guys weren't going to take it, but they at least made an offer. These dudes here in Milwaukee now, they don't even bother. Ah, I'm not going to waste my time. You can just go. I mean, get out of here. See, way to go. Way to go, Horvath. I'll fire it up. Wearing my Brewer jacket today and mad at the world. I, I think the Cubs at plus 600 are a better bet to win the NL Central because what happens if the Brewers are sellers at the deadline? I mean, if they don't want to chalk up some extra money for Corbin Burns, most likely he ends up getting moved. I could see them being sellers, whereas the Cubs, I mean, competitive the second half of the season, Dansby Swanson, Trey Mancini, you get a former MVP candidate, Cody Bellinger, on He's a one-year deal. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, though. I'm I'm done with Christian Yelich. I keep saying, well, if Yelich can bounce back for the Brewers. So do you think, like, if you had to make a smart bet, the Cardinals are still the team to beat as long yeah. as Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt are healthy? Absolutely right. Hey, look, the Cubs, I, I've got a Cubs fan in my house, right? So, you know, he's seven years old. So right. I'm now invested in watching the Cubs and, and learning about the Cubs so I can help him learn about the Cubs in the same process. The kid literally cried tears when they lost Wade Miley to the Brewers cried it was his favorite pitcher was wade miley gone uh so he doesn't know swanson and cody bellinger and these other guys look i, I think dancy swanson obviously is an upgrade that allows you uh to to move nico horner to second base that's mm -hmm. good there's nothing wrong with that third base is a big question mark probably at this point still they're talking about magical at third that would be horrible he's got no power he's a slap hitter probably shouldn't be on the team uh so you got that going on uh, and then you look at that rotation uh Maybe that's the problem right there. Maybe I mean, Marcus I mean, Stroman bounce there. back here. Hendricks yeah. isn't even healthy. Right. All right. That's enough baseball. Let's move on. I wanted to have you on to talk bucks, basketball, NBA, because the bulls are an epic disaster this season. We know that. So let's move to the teams that could actually compete in the Eastern conference. And at the deadline, the West gets much better. I like the Grizzlies starting the season. They're still young, but they do have the playoff, I guess, failures the last two years. Um, they're going to get Steven Adams back. But, I mean, look what the Suns were able to do. They traded for Kevin Durant. So, now on that roster, you have two of the best scorers in the league with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. You still have Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. You do lose some depth. You lose Mikel Bridges, who's an excellent defender. But you look at the East, man, and it's really, what, a two, three-team race, maybe? You have the Boston Celtics right now, plus 115 to represent the East, plus 300 to win it all over at BetMGM. Then you have the Bucks, the second best odds to represent the East, plus 185. They're plus 550 to win it all. And behind them, the Philadelphia 76ers, plus, five, uh, plus 550 to represent the East, plus 1100 to win it all. I just, I'm done with Philadelphia after the last couple of years. Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, James Harden, I just don't trust them when we get to the playoffs. So, in your opinion, is this a two team race? Is it between Boston and Milwaukee in the East? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's well put. I don't trust Philadelphia either for the same reasons we laid out. I think Cleveland is probably a year or so away from being a real threat mm -hmm. uh, in the Eastern Conference. They definitely have enough dudes. It's just a matter of them learning how to play together. They're a fairly young team still outside of Donovan Mitchell. Uh, so we'll see how they progress. But this won't be their year to make that jump, I don't think. Uh, the Bucs, look, they got to be healthy. I mean, Chris Middleton doesn't play this last game uh, against the Bulls going into the All-Star break. Uh, Mike Boonholzer, the coach for the Bucs, afterwards was asked, you know, is this a planned off day just to make sure his knee's okay, whatever else? Uh, no, no, this wasn't expected. Oh boy. Oh man. 
I mean, as a Bucks fan, you're just like, come on, please. Because again, and I know if you're a Boston Celtics fan, you're sick of hearing this, but I'm here to tell you it's the truth. Had the Bucs had Chris Milton last year in the playoffs, the Celtics would have lost. The Bucs would have advanced, and it would have been a different story uh, in the finals because Giannis would have showed up unlike Jason Tatum. So yes. it would have been a different story. Here now, we're back in the same position. Boston loves their little interim coach, Missoula. They gave him an extension. You're our head coach. You're our guy going forward. Fine. Okay, fine. The Bucs play the Celtics a couple of days ago. They rest like everybody. The very next game, most of them all come back and play. So, okay, they don't. They, they didn't want to play the Bucs. That, that's fine. No big deal. I think at the end of the day, the Bucs are in the NBA Finals, providing they're healthy. But if Milton is hurt and Milton can't be in the playoffs, I, I, don't, I don't know if the Bucs can win again. I mean, they add Jay Crowder. That's nice. He's old. Uh, they add him. They got Joe Ingles. So the roster's a little bit different from what it was uh, last year at the same point. Brooke Lopez is playing probably better than maybe than he was last year at the same point. Uh, but without Middleton, Drew, and Giannis all healthy and playing, I, I don't know if the Bucs can beat the Celtics. Yeah, that'd be a tough seven-game series. What about out West? Right now, the Suns are plus 425. They have the second-best odds, which makes sense. The Nuggets are the number one seed in the Western Conference. Nikola Jokic is most likely going to win his third straight MVP. He's the favorite right now. Only Joel Can I ask you a B. question? Yeah. How many players in NBA history have won three MVPs in a row and never been to the NBA Finals? And never been to, well, only two others have done it, right? Or three others have done it, one, three, back to back to back. So they I don't, don't have championships. Right. How can you give a dude a third straight MVP? He's never made it to the finals well, yet. It's a regular season award. I, I, understand, I'm, I understand, but we talk about voter fatigue and all this other stuff. That's what it's always time. Jordan, you know this. Michael Jordan turned 60 on Friday. Yes. He could have won that MVP award every single year. And he had the rings flashing at you to show right. you I deserve it every freaking year. Did he? No. They gave Steve Nash a damn MVP award a couple of years. Get out of here with Steve Nash MVP award. But he got it, right? He got it because they want to spread it around in the NBA. That's always been a thing. And listen, I'm not sitting here ripping the Joker. I think the Joker is damn good. I'm not saying he's not, does it statistically, doesn't have the best numbers in the NBA. But at some point, don't you got to say, dude can't get to the, can't get to the finals. I mean, you can say whatever you want about Barkley, but at least his teams were able to get to the finals. He played in a finals. This right. dude hasn't been able to get there yet. No, I mean, I, I, it's fair. It's fair. I don't trust the Nuggets when we get to the playoffs and it becomes a half-court game because I don't trust them to defend. I do trust the Suns to defend, and I trust them to score the basketball. But will like they you be healthy? Say, well, they have to be healthy. That's the thing. Kevin Durant Durant's has to be healthy. Hurt, Booker, yeah. Chris Paul, like all of them. I mean, they got to be healthy too, just like the Bucks. One of those three are out. They're done. So let me ask you this. Okay, so if it's not the Suns, let's just take them out of the equation. Who's the better team to bet right now? You got the Grizzlies are plus 1600. You have the Warriors plus 1600. I just don't know that they could turn it on. They have some champion. They have some, they have that finals hangover, but also they just haven't been healthy this season. Like Clay Thompson is no longer that version of Clay Thompson. Steph Curry hasn't been healthy. There's some chemistry issues when you have Draymond Green, uh, you know, knocking out Jordan Poole before we even get underway opening night. Who do you think the best bet is in the West? Is it the Suns for you? Or are you picking the Suns to win it all? Or what are you doing? I think Phoenix is, if healthy, it's Phoenix, yeah. Um, if one of those guys are hurt, I think it's Golden State or Memphis. I, I think it's one of those two. And I don't – Memphis has got themselves an image that it's a Bruin here. And, you know, before it was the young, fun team, kind of, that everybody kind of root for. Now, throughout the course of this year, I feel like – I feel like some of the, the, some of the country is going to be like, I'm not rooting for these dudes. 
I'll root for somebody else, but I'm not rooting for Memphis in the playoffs. Like, I think they've kind of, I don't know if they were trying to turn into the bad boys. Like they were trying to turn into the team that everybody was not going to like. Maybe that's what their, their goal was in all of this, or it kind of turned out that way. Uh, but, but so, yeah, I mean, Draymond against Memphis, that could be entertaining because I can't stand Draymond. Uh, but yeah, I would say Golden State or Memphis if, if Phoenix isn't healthy. But if Phoenix is healthy, I don't think anybody's beating Phoenix in the West. Yeah, and Chris Paul finally gets his ring. All right, before we let you go, we got to talk a little NFL. NFL draft, getting closer. Number one overall pick, obviously, the Chicago Bears. Um, the Green Bay Packers, no clue who the starting quarterback as, as we As we're uh, on the air right now, no clue who the starting quarterback will be. So is Aaron Rodgers, he's in his darkness retreat right now. He's locked away for the next four days, correct? Yeah. Okay, so we'll see him. Monday, Tuesday is when his when his I'm shadow appears. Uh, I don't know if he's on Mac, if Pat McAfee on Tuesday okay. or not. But we'll so see. right now, um, the Las Vegas Raiders are the favorites to land Aaron Rodgers. The Packers have the second best odds. Then there's the Jets. Where's Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback next season? It's interesting. On Friday, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Jones took a pay cut to stay with the Packers one more year. And then tweeted out something along the lines of it's going to be crazy or whatever at Lambeau, da, 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 da. Now, I don't want to be media guy and read into this. But part of me wonders, like, did he talk to Rogers? Like, did they have any type of talk before this darkness retreat? Like, dude, are you leaning one way or the other here before I go do this? Like, what are we thinking? Or maybe he just, he, I mean, he praised Jordan Love on Super Bowl Radio Row, but to every radio show he was on. I felt like he was on a hundred radio shows. They ran him ragged on radio row, but he's everybody would listen. So I, I don't, I don't know if that's a sign one way or the other. I, uh, I don't know, man. I'm still going to say, I think he comes back. I think he plays another year uh, with the green Bay Packers. And I, I, I don't, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to play again and Jordan Love's going to watch again. And then they're going to have to make a move with Jordan Love because if Aaron Rodgers is truly about, holding on to grudges, not letting things go, da-da-da-da-da, to force them to have to move on from Jordan Love by him continuing to play and then leaving them empty-handed and retiring when they don't have a future quarterback behind him would be a pretty good way of getting revenge for drafting Jordan Love in the first place. Uh, you waste that first-round pick, he never plays, then you trade him, then you retire and go, good luck to you, and walk away. That, that, that would be some, some, some pretty petty revenge stuff right there. So if he comes back, do you think they should be the favorites in the NFC North, or do you think Detroit's for real? Do you think, I mean, the Bears have the number one overall pick. They have Justin Fields. NFC North, they should be one of the favorites in the NFC. I mean, it should be them in Philadelphia in the NFC if Rodgers is back. Who who else are you going to take? They don't have a quarterback in the South. San Francisco is not winning anything with Trey Lance or even Brock Purdy at this point for a full season coming off of his his injury that he has. They're not going to be the same team uh, necessarily. Like Dallas, you trust McCarthy and Dak Prescott? I don't think Mike McCarthy's family trusts Mike McCarthy to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys right now. So there's no way I'm trusting the Dallas Cowboys to finish this thing off. There's one team that would intrigue me would be the commanders in Washington if they got a real quarterback, right? Because Eric Biotomy, offensive coordinator, you get a real quarterback. They've got the offensive weapons. They've got a good defense. I like Ron Rivera as a head coach myself. They could be a problem if they get a real quarterback to go along with their weapons. That would be the one team in Philadelphia. They got a lot of free agents. The Vikings in the North, half their defenses are, are free agents or more. They're out Chicago. It'll be three years before you see them be relevant. Uh, and then the lions. I don't know. Was that real last year? Was it? Is Jared oh. Goff going to be that good again? I don't know. 
Well, if you're looking and you're predicting Super Bowl champions and you look at teams top 10 in DVOA the previous year, the Lions were there. And right now, talking with Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, 1250 AM, the fan out in Milwaukee, talking a little bit of everything here. You look at the NFC odds, you got San Francisco plus 300, about the same price as Philadelphia. They're both about three to one, four to one if you shop around. Green Bay, 12 to one if you believe they could win the NFC. Uh, by the way, Detroit plus 900, 10 to one in some shops. I don't know. I don't know if I could take the Lions seriously. So who's who's set up? Let's say let's uh, go on a five-year plan, right? Would you feel better being a fan of the Chicago Bears with the number one overall pick in Justin Fields? Or would you feel better about Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers here for the next five years? Who has the better future? Who's set up better for success? I think it's an unfair question. Hmm. It's unfair because one quarterback you've seen play for a whole season, the other quarterback you haven't seen play for more than two games, uh, in Jordan Love. I have no idea. If I had Jordan Love for a full year to evaluate after having watched Justin Fields for a full year, then I'd say, okay, I feel good about it. Right now, I feel much better about the Packers wide receiving core. I feel much better about the defensive talent under contract for the Packers going forward that they've already got Jair Alexander. They've got Kenny Clark. Quay Walker looks like a beast at linebacker. Like there's more star power, I think, young star power probably under contract for the Packers and there's for the bears on the defensive side of the ball, that number one pick for the Chicago bears. I don't know, man. I mean, it all depends on who you like and who your guy is. You know, they, if they look at this and go, we like Stroud better, both Ohio state guys, but kind of like Stroud better. Then do you trade fields and end up with another top pick in the first round draft Stroud at one and then come back and trade fields and get something else. If fields is your guy, and it's me, then I'm getting the heck out of Dodge and trying to get as many picks for next year more yeah. so than I am this year because I think next year's draft will be better than this year's draft uh, and try and build that way. But again, they just have to add weapons. They got to give, if it's Stroud, if it's Fields, if it's Young, Levis, whoever it is, they need more offensive weapons in Chicago. They have to get more offensive weapons. See, and I love C.J. Stroud. I, I, I don't so do understand I. the knock on C.J. Stroud. I mean, he played his best game, I know, in the college football playoff, but he showed on those quarterback design runs. He's athletic enough. He can make every single He's throw. But I got to be honest. He's more I, of a true quarterback than Fields. Yeah, but I couldn't give up on Justin Fields. And I love Justin Fields at Ohio State. And in the right system, right? Like, let's look at the offensive line he's played behind. Let's look at the play calls the last couple of years. Let's get sure. him some, like you said, some actual weapons other than Chase Claypool, Mooney, Cole Komet. And I think he's a, uh, I think he could be an all-pro starting quarterback. In they this literally league. should just draft offense this year. Oh, yeah, you have to. Later. I mean, if you're going to evaluate him, you have to. You have to give him weapons. I mean, because you're not just a couple pieces away on the defensive right. side of the ball. Completely agree. All right, that's Steve Sparky. Pfeiffer, give him a follow on Twitter. Sparky Radio, 1250 AM, The Fan. Check out the podcast, Green and, uh, Green and Growing, as well as Curtin Long, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We'll take a quick break. It's early odds. Joe Ostrowski out for the next couple weeks. Ryan Horvath filling in. We'll talk with Patrick Everson from Vegas Insider and try to figure out what we're betting on now that the NFL season has concluded. Soccer. And hey, welcome back to Early Odds here on 670 The Score. Ryan Horvath. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Filling in for Joe Ostrowski. Joe will be back in a few weeks enjoying some uh, much-needed vacation and a guy that also needs a much-needed vacation, but he's nice enough to join us here on a Saturday morning, Patrick Everson. Give him a follow on Twitter, Patrick E underscore Vegas. He's our senior reporter with Vegas Insider, contributor over with uh, Fox Sports as well. Pat, so we're going to talk a little uh, NBA. We're going to talk some college hoops. We'll talk a little NHL, Stanley Cup as well, but the NFL and the college football season – now officially in the books, we've wrapped up. It's always a sad part uh, of the year for me. But let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl because now, obviously, uh, people are able to bet on these games, bet on the player props pretty much all over, especially here in Chicago. What were the final numbers like? Because I really like the Chiefs in the game. I like the over. And uh, I feel like that was a really good result for the book, actually. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and the total going over in that game. Is that correct? Well, the Chiefs definitely was, they would, I think most books would have preferred not seeing the over come in. Chiefs and under would have certainly been a, a better result. 
But uh, but but Chiefs and if it had to go over, they wanted it over with the Chiefs, not with the Eagles, no question. So um, it's it's interesting. Although I'm, I'm starting to get some reports in state by state, including here in Nevada, uh, New York, a couple of other states that have reported their Super Bowl specific numbers, which not every state reports, by the way, I don't think not everybody breaks that out. But it sure is nice when they do, because it's a it's a great talking point and it And it really uh, allows you to a window into just how much is wagered on on the Super Bowl between all the stuff you can bet on the game itself and the props and so forth. And then, of course, when you add in the futures market and all that. Um, it wasn't really that it was a win for the sports books from what I've seen so far, but not a very big one. It was relatively modest here in Nevada. It was around a little over three and a half percent was their hold rate. Um, uh, and New York was had a pretty low hold rate. Um, you know, the one the one uh, outlier and you don't even have to call it an outlier. Pennsylvania did awesome to that result. And if it had gone under, I can't even imagine how much better Pennsylvania would have done. Everybody was on the Eagles, apparently, in that state. Uh, look, a, a, a typical hold rate for sportsbooks, Ryan, at least prior to PASPA and all the new entries and so forth here in Nevada, when sportsbooks could hold 5 to 6% over the course of a year, and even more granularly, 5 to 6% on an event, they generally were happy with it and if they could get seven eight percent or somehow sneak out a double digit percentage they'd be over the moon pennsylvania's hold on the super bowl was 35 percent they took in 84 million dollars in bets and they retained almost 30 million they made a killing relatively and that and that's like uh, about let me think i think it was seven that's that's probably like four to five times more than what Las Vegas held on double the handle. So there was there was twice as much bet in Nevada as in almost twice as much bet in Nevada as was bet Pennsylvania. But Pennsylvania sports books held like four to five times more money. They had a bang up day in Pennsylvania. I mean, I'm sure the books were like, yeah, we're rooting for the home team, but they really weren't. And they made a killing. Wow, man. Yeah. And you can, I mean, you figure it's only going to get bigger, bigger and bigger, especially with the prop selection. So now we uh, unfortunately have to move on though. No football. So we have March madness to look forward to college hoops. What are you seeing in college basketball? Because it's been a crazy season. You know, I mean, Purdue was the number one team in the nation. They had a couple losses here the last couple weeks. Early on, North Carolina was the number one team in the nation. They went to the national title game. They've been a complete disappointment this season. They're a bubble team right now. Even a team like Gonzaga, you know, they got knocked off by St. Mary's a couple weeks back. What are you seeing as far as college basketball? You know, the futures market, conference markets, really just anything right now. I think the futures market is fascinating because to your point with uh, all the adjustments that have taken place at the top of the, of uh, the polls, obviously that impact that has some correlation. It's not direct, but odds makers look at this sometimes differently, oftentimes differently than do uh, poll voters and, and, and college basketball analysts and so forth. But this is a, this to me seems like a, a pretty wide open year. And that means in my opinion, there are opportunities here, especially in the futures market, especially now. Uh, you know, if you feel like you've got a feel on a team that's pretty good, but maybe under the radar because of all the other things that are going on, or just from the fact that it's hard to get teams like Duke and North Carolina and Gonzaga, even though Duke and Carolina, you know, Gonzaga to a lesser extent are not up to their normal standards. Um, it's still hard to break through that 
you know, you can still fly under the radar, especially until you get to the end of the NCAA tournament. People aren't really paying that close attention. So I just feel like there are futures opportunities. I did an update this week uh, on Vegas Insider on my March Madness Futures Report where I spoke uh, in depth or went back and forth in depth with uh, with Seamus McGee at BetMGM. He's a he's very much into college basketball. He knows college basketball very well. Yeah. And he had a lot of interesting points to make, but I think a good place to start, and then I'll just let you follow up from there. Since you pointed it out, North Carolina in the championship game last year and Duke, which played North Carolina in the final four last year, have odds that you would not expect to see those two teams have in, you know, in mid to late February, you got Carolina at 40 to one. They were the number one, as you noted, they were the number one ranked team at the beginning of the season. They're 40 to one odds to win. They're behind 18 teams at BetMGM. And I'm sure that's the case similar at, at other sports books. And Duke is 50 to one at BetMGM. Now, depending on how you look at it, maybe it's an opportunity if you feel these teams will get it together. But what Seamus McGee said, again, from BetMGM, he said he's tried at various times throughout the year to have us even further out on UNC. He just, he hasn't been sold on them. He, think they get, he thinks they got overhyped with the Final Four run, the, well, the championship game run, honestly, to make it the title game. Um, but he said, I think people seem to forget that this team was a number eight seed last year. Then they get released number one in the AP poll and the hype only gets bigger. But he said, I've never been a huge fan of this team. He, he certainly wants them in the tournament because it generates buzz and churn and so forth. But uh, he's not sold on them. Duke, however, he said, he's like this. And again, Duke, 50 to one right now. He said, I'm really surprised there. They had a loaded class coming in, a couple of key players coming back. He thought it might take him a little time to gel, but it's taking more than just a little time. And, and uh, as he pointed out, this is a fascinating stat. So Duke and UNC, North Carolina, are 3-16 and 16 combined in quad one games, which is um, quite surprising for two teams that were in the Final Four last year and that are blue bloods. They're among the bluest of the blue bloods. And it's, and it's crazy because, like, growing up, you know, it was the ACC, Duke-Carolina. Yep. It was that rivalry. And like you said, though, you know, Carolina – last year you know they were very underwhelming and then they got hot they knocked off duke remember it was uh coach k night they went on the road yep. they beat them they got hot they made that run the team that i'm fascinated with this season and if you looked at the odds early on in the season i believe they were plus 2500 25 to 1 a couple weeks later they were down to 14 to 1 as of right now the number one team in the nation but we know that changes every other week alabama <laughs> what's is alabama a big liability at the book just because again 25 to 1 to 14 to 1 in the matter of two weeks they're the number one team in the nation uh nate oates is obviously one of the hottest coaches in the nation what are you seeing with alabama and the sec yeah it's uh, and and uh again seamus mcgee addressed alabama pretty specifically in the comments i went back in in the conversation i went back and forth with mon and it is fascinating like you said they're all the way in last i checked in fact i'll check right now since since i can uh they are still they are the co-second choice at betm jam behind only houston houston six to one and then you got alabama and purdue at eight to one uh, you know what's kind of funny about this? I'm just scrolling down just real quick, and then I'll answer your question, I promise. Oh, yeah. But as you scroll down through Bet MGM's odds, I'm scrolling down to see how long it takes to get to your point a moment ago to an ACC team. Virginia, 25 to 1. That's the first ACC team, and they got like 10 teams ahead of them. It's crazy. Which is fascinating, unbelievable. But uh, getting back to Houston and your question on that, 
Seamus is really he's he's big on Alabama. He said, "I've liked him all year." You mentioned Nate Oates. He says, "I think Nate Oates is one of the five best coaches in the country, and this team is more than capable of winning the whole thing this year." To your point on liability, he said Alabama is a really good winner for us. Now that said. Alabama over the last few weeks during the time of this current run, as they've climbed up the odds board and climbed up the rankings, he said that Alabama has easily seen the most action come their way on the national title odds over the past, say three weeks or so. They are the trending team. Um, and he said, obviously the, the number one ranking in the AP poll certainly aided that steam a little bit, but that said, Alabama is still really good for the book. It sounds like the odds makers were, you know, got their move, you know, were moving faster than the money was coming in, trying to stay ahead of Alabama to a degree. And there was probably also just people aren't thinking about Alabama when you're thinking about NCAA tournament. It's just unless you're paying attention, it's not really on your radar. You think of Alabama, rightly so, as, you know, the king of king or one of the kings of the football universe. And uh, they're, they're proving to be a great team. I wish I jumped on at 25. I'll tell you that. That would be a nice number to have in your pocket right now. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get more on the college basketball market with Patrick Everson from Vegas Insight. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. We'll also take a look at the NBA market after the trade deadline as well. Here on Early Odds, you're listening to 670 The Score. I'm Ryan Horvath filling in for Joe Ostrowski. Welcome back to Early Odds here on 670 The Score. Ryan Horvath filling in today for Joe Ostrowski. Joe will be back in two weeks. And right now, we are continuing our conversation with Patrick Everson from Vegas Insider, senior reporter. We're talking college basketball. A little bit here about the betting market. In Kansas, the defending champs, uh, Pat, 
Still a very popular team, I would assume, as far as ticket count, and probably a bad result for the sportsbook if they were able to uh, find a way to repeat this year. Right, and Kansas is among the leaders in in uh, in tickets. I believe at Benham Jam, I'm going back through this. Yes, in fact, Kansas is taking the most tickets. Obviously, the defending national championship, yeah, the, the defending national champion, I should say. But yes, Seamus noted that uh, Kansas is number one in tickets. And, but they're not among the top three in money. They're probably not very far behind in money. I don't have the whole chart in front of me right now, but um, I'm sure they're up there in money just by virtue of the ticket count they're taking. And keep in mind, sports betting is legal in Kansas now, and it's not like a hugely populous state, but it's certainly going to uh, to help add to, to the Jayhawks' take on this. But number one in ticket count, plus 1,300 co-fifth choice. So they're behind four, you know, four, four other teams. Uh, joined in the fifth spot at plus 1300 uh, by UCLA. So it wasn't something that, uh, that Seamus indicated was an issue. The real, it, it, it's, it's an unusual spot at BetMGM, and it's probably even more unusual at DraftKings. But early in the season, guess who got in on, guess who, guess who got in on Houston? I'm going to go think- with uh, Mattress Mac. Yeah, Mattress Mac has got a pile of money on Houston. Yeah. So at BetMGM specifically, $500,000 at 10 to 1. So that's, you know, 5 million bucks, right? That's 5 million bucks in liability. So that is just dwarfing everything else at this point in terms of liability. And what what Seamus, again, Seamus McGee, sports trader with BetMGM said, is with Mattress Mac's Houston bet still on the books, it's still Mac. That is really their only liability. If they can get out from under Houston, then everybody else is a winner. Now, I'm not saying that I'm sure Kansas is not a big winner for them. It's not who they would prefer. They, like As I noted earlier, they're really good to Alabama. They would love Alabama to keep on rolling. Uh, and again, Al- I, they lost to Tennessee, right, this week. Um, but uh, as you said, the number one teams are kind of circulating through getting taking L's. But still, that doesn't lessen the fact that Alabama and Purdue are both really, really good teams. Yeah. Um, but he said with that bet, it's just we that's the only one we have to get out from under. And DraftKings, um uh they, they Mattress Max got a million dollars on Houston at nine to one. So that's nine million there. I'm sure that's a team. I haven't talked with them specifically, but I'm sure they're you know that they're probably in a similar position to Bet MGM. Um, and then Barstool Sportsbook as well has half a million on Houston nine to one. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of those books, if the other two of those books are in the same position as BetMGM and just really need to get out from under Houston. And then from there, they'll take whatever they get. Uh, now that could change as we get into, as we actually get into March and into the tournament itself, you know, teams may, you know, uh, there'll be a lot more interest and people will be betting a lot more on, on other teams. But for the moment, Alabama is the problem. Kansas is a defending national champ, a lot of tickets, Probably quite a bit of money, but it just doesn't stack up to when Mattress Mac decides to fire. Man, it's crazy. You know, and it's always been hard to pick winners in college hoops in the NCAA tournament. But back in the day, at least, you know, in the 90s and in the early 2000s, it was pretty easy, you know, to take a look at the NBA board and pick an NBA champion because you had four teams that were probably legit title contenders. But now after the trade deadline, of course, I bought in at the wrong time when the Nets got hot on Brooklyn. Uh, mm. Brooklyn. They completely butcher that roster. Obviously, Kevin Durant to the Suns, Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks. Let's just talk about the biggest moves after the trade deadline, because those are two pretty big moves right there. Um, I see Phoenix now, the second best title odds, only behind Boston. What did you notice after the trade deadline? What happened to the market there? 
Yeah, and obviously the market got got shaken up substantially. Yeah. And I'm looking. Yeah, I'm just I'm just getting MGM futures in front of me because uh, the uh, the latest update to my article on Vegas Insider for NBA also comes courtesy of MGM and Halver Eglund, who's one of their uh, NBA odds maker, top NBA odds makers there. And to your point, Suns plus four fifty. That was the big move, obviously, and and now we have to see just how well Kevin Durant fits with the Suns, but look, the guy is a, you know, a superstar and it's a, it, it's, it, it made a huge impact on the odds board. The Suns were around depending on where you shot, but at Betham Jam, they were 18 to one prior to Kyrie Irving announcing, Hey, I want out of here. So the, they bet MGM figured, okay, well, the Suns are going to be in that sweepstakes. So they moved the Suns to 12 to one. And then Irving got traded to the Mavericks instead. So they shot the Suns back out to 18 to one. But then this is exactly as, as uh, Halver described it. He said, then Kevin Durant happened. Yeah. <laughs> he said, and it was middle of the night on the East coast when that happened, it was at 1 30 AM, uh, uh, you know, early morning on the East coast when that deal got announced. And he said it was quite the shocking development to wake up to. He was asleep at, at the time, but they are overnight traders at BetMGM. Moved the Suns all the way into plus 450, the second choice. And that's where they're still at now. So that's a really significant move. And Eglin said, he, he said, I'm, I'm not sure they're done moving up yet. He said, if the Suns work as well as I believe they will, once Durant comes back, then there's a pretty good chance they could, they could overtake the Celtics for that top spot. He's, he's impressed by the move. Um, he was shocked by the trade and what it, and what the next accepted, but um, he he feels pretty good about the Suns here. You know, and dive and diving into your report, the thing that caught me by surprise, and this is from BetMGM, right? On the flip side, so we're going to talk about biggest liability, but a good result for the book: the Celtics, the Suns, and the Bucks plus six hundred would be a welcome champion for BetMGM. How mm -hmm. is that possible when you're looking at those three teams? Those are, in my opinion the three best teams in the league. And you're telling me that those would be all good results for the sports book. That's what they're rooting for. That's what bet MGM at least is rooting for. Wow. And remember, it'll probably be a little bit, it probably could be significantly different for a large operator that doesn't operate in Nevada, right. meaning DraftKings, FanDuel, uh, perhaps points bet and others. But there's a, there's a couple reasons for that. One is the Celtics have been in a pretty short number all year. Um, and for whatever reason, even though the Celtics were in the final, the Warriors are the team that people still like. And the Warriors, obviously, they're kind of floating around 500 right now. And, yeah. and, and you've got injury issues with Steph Curry, but people still continue to bet the Warriors. But more so, and this has just always been a product of, of Las Vegas for a long, long time. They can't, and, and I'm not saying it's all coming from Las Vegas, but I bet a big chunk of it is. BetMGM just can't slow down Lakers money under any circumstances, which is... To me, mind-boggling. I don't think this team is any good at all. But they did make a move that, that, that might make them a little better. Maybe they can find a way to claw their way into that. What is it? It's like you get 10 teams now, and there's kind of a mini like right. wild card thing, right? right? So maybe they can claw their way to the 10th spot. And maybe from there, if everything goes right, you know, in, in, in the year of LeBron with the scoring title and all that, the, the, or the all-time the all scoring title and all that, maybe some things come together. But – for whatever reason, they just can't get people off the Lakers. He said, we literally, he said, we just can't slow down the Lakers action. This is how we're regular with, with Betham Jam. He said, we're currently shorter than most of the market at plus 2,800. That was when, it, when I talked to him, 28 to one. I think it's 30 to one now. 
But he said, I anticipate that will be the story the rest of the season. He feels like they did make some good moves. But, um, you know, I don't think he feels like they made championship level moves. But for whatever reason, people want to keep betting the Lakers. So, um, you know, the, the Celtics, that makes the Celtics, the Nets, obviously, uh, you know, while they're a good outcome, that's not going to happen anymore. Um, but, uh, you know, that's part of what's uh, helping make the Celtics a better, uh, a better um, option for BetMGM, a better winner. Um, the Suns just never really caught anybody's imagination until now. Now that could change with, you know, they could, and, and you have legal sports betting in Arizona. So certainly they're going to want to uh, weigh in a little bit. Here's another thing that could change. The Celtics could change with, speaking of Arizona being legal, Massachusetts just going legal with retail betting. And in a couple of weeks here, about three weeks time, uh, mobile betting will go live in Massachusetts. And BetMGM has said, uh, Halver and all, multiple other odds makers have said, look, um, we're going to get hit hard on Celtics, Patriots, Red Sox, Bruins, um, as that market gets more and more open. So that could change, but at least for the moment, they wouldn't mind seeing the Celtics and the, and what we would all probably declare the trade deadline winner, the Suns, they'd love to see a Celtics Suns championship finals. They would love that. Wow. And so then you got six teams with prices of 12 to one plus 1200 or shorter. What about these last two teams really quickly? Because you have the 76ers who are kind of flying under the radar. And I get why people don't want to buy into Philadelphia because every year in the playoffs, Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, James Harden, especially, they find a way to choke down the stretch. And then you have the Clippers who, unfortunately I have a Clippers ticket. It looks like they're going to find a point guard here soon, but uh, what are you seeing with those two teams at those prices? Any love? Oh, I think so. I, I think there, there's some love, not as much as there is on others. And, right. and, and what, uh, what, ha what uh, Halver Eglin said with Benham Jim, he likes both those teams. He thinks they've got a realistic chance. And I agree. I think this is a little, look, the Celtics are playing fantastic and have a great, great record, but I do think, I don't think this is nearly as open as, as March Madness, but I do think there's opportunity here. And he likes, even though the Clippers are, uh, when he, when I talked to him, they were 10 and 12 to run. Now they're 11 and 11 to one for the Clippers, 13 to one for the Lakers, basically the, you know, in that same ballpark, you know, it's hard to say a team that high up at the odds board is under the radar, but they're not really getting the attention that the Celtics are getting and that now the Suns are getting and that the Nuggets are really getting. The Nuggets are getting a lot of attention. Um, the Mavs getting some attention. You can't, you know, Luka Doncic, you can't, you, you know, the guy's phenomenal. And now they've got Kyrie Irving. We'll see how that works out. The Warriors are always going to get a ton of attention. And then, like I said, for whatever reason, BetMGM can't get betters off the Lakers. So, um, that means that even at 11, you know, 11 to one, 13 to one, there may be some value there. He thinks the, you know, he said the 76ers are right there at the top of the East and Joel Embiid has been playing like he wants that MVP trophy. Um, you know, so he, he thinks they're playing like one of the best teams in the league. He notes kind of to your point, the Clippers have disappointed time and time again, but there's no, no denying how good they could be. So maybe a little under the radar, if you want to get away from the very top of the board and, and you're not convinced that, uh, that Doncic and Irving are going to figure this out. Uh, you know, the Clippers and the Sixers might be worth a look at this time of the year. And, and as you said about the Nets, I feel bad for anyone with a Nets future. They went from yeah. a serious contender with two future Hall of Famers 
to an outsider without any stars. Thanks so much, Patrick. Really good stuff. Again, that was Patrick Everson, Vegas Insider, senior reporter. Give him a follow on Twitter. Check out his work at Vegas Insider. That'll pretty much do it for this edition of Early Odds here on 670 The Score. Joe Ostrowski with the week off. He will be coming back. Ryan Horvat filling in today. Up next, some baseball talk inside the clubhouse here on 670 The Score. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.